Hello and welcome back to The Movies Made Us Do It. How are you doing, Matt? I'm pretty good, so how are you? I'm alright. If anyone in the Bristol area wants to come down to the docks and finally steal the fucking car, the alarm goes off fucking day it's a miracle it was going off just before this show and i am convinced it will fucking start again during the show so if you hear it i do apologize i cannot control it it goes off all the fucking time and i i'm at that point now where i just wish someone would fucking steal it for real <laughs> just just take the fucking thing away the funny thing is, is it's, it's been steal months it, of give us, more people will care that it's gone than yeah it it has been months and months that this has been happening like not daily but like every other day it and and it goes off for ages uh it's so annoying anyway (laughs) anyway uh no i'm good i'm good um watched some uh some fun stuff this week not much well actually a lot i watched a lot of castlevania that's what i did watch but um you know and and one other movie but you've watched lots of things um do you want to kick it off Oh, well, okay, I will start with The Wrath of Becky. The Wrath of Becky, sequel to Becky? Becky. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The sequel to Becky, yeah. Which I reviewed uh, whenever, whenever it was that came out, which, which I loved. It's really good. It's um, Lulu Wilson plays Becky, and it had an amazing performance uh, by Kevin James as a, uh, a neo-Nazi. I, I remember your review, yes. It was amazing. He was really... He really pulled off threatening. He was a, he had a real presence in that movie. He was really good, and basically it was like a house invasion movie. So um, Becky and her 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 dad, her, her mum's died, and uh, her dad's gotten like a new girlfriend, and she has a son, and they go to their sort of cabin in the on the sort of in the woods, as it were, for first like a vacation, and she's pissy and hates the world and hates her dad and you know all that sort of stuff and they basically so it's the standard setup yeah so they Mm -hmm. get home invaded by kevin james who's looking for this key that is somewhere in this house hidden in this in in the house and then what happens is almost like a home alone sort of she sets up traps and yeah i remember the runs around and runs runs you know around circles around these these uh these nazi fucks and stuff it's it was a really enjoyable movie Mm. So now we've got Wrath of Becky, which takes place a number of years later, and Becky is she's she's moved she's moved on. She's basically she she's been a number of homes uh, and ran away from all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and now she's living with this uh, this old lady in this house uh, who she she's lying about her age but you know she's saying she's she's 18 years old and she you know she's i think she's 16 and she's got diego her dog um and they're, they're sort of they have this like little little lovely little unit where they sort of play scrabble and she's got a job working in the diner and and, and all these sorts of things yeah but, you know she seems to have it sort of a nice thing and she's she's been running around the woods you know practicing things and and, and training if, if you like well to, you know yeah. after a home invasion and everything else yeah exactly i can see it yeah you so, want to be on your toes probably for the rest of your life i think this time round, you get this group of um right wingers uh-huh. uh where this 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 group called i can't remember what they're called now the first men or something there is <laughs> wow 
That, yeah. that sounds like a right-wing group to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're obviously, you know, parody, sort of parody, well, I say parody. They're, they're this, they're the, three guys come, turn up to the, the diner and they're real assholes to her and she basically drops coffee on one of them. Mm-hmm. And they wait for her and they follow her home. This is a mistake. Uh, yeah, well, you would, you'd think so. Um, well, I mean, they don't they don't know that, but you know. No, they, what then happens is they obviously they break into the house, they kill the old lady, and they steal Diego and leave her for leave her sort of unconscious, which is a strange thing. Kill the old lady, take the dog, leave the girl alive. Very odd, but still. Um, so they get off, and they're there. They're in this town to meet. Um, Sean William Scott's character Daryl, right. who is who is the leader of this this group of right wing thugs, and it turns out there's going to be some speech in the area by I think she's like a Latino senator or something, right? And they're basically going to kill her. I think they're going to they're basically going to turn up. They're going to kill her, and they're waiting on a, a group of uh, a number of other people to turn up, and. Dude, this, I, I, well, mm? I should let you continue. Um, so this, I, this, I, was, I just, if you, if you're gonna assassinate a senator or whatever you're gonna do, would you yeah. really be doing this shit to this girl or raising any suspicion oh, to yourself ahead of time? No, no, Seems really dudes are silly. Fuckwits. Okay, okay, that okay, and fine. The thing is, the three, these three, they're from out of town and they're coming to meet. Oh, they're not like the brains of the operation. They're just idiots. No, no, no. They're along. just, they're just turning up. Okay. One of them. One of them's like completely doesn't really want to be there. He's been there, sort of brought under false pretenses. And they have this meal with Daryl and uh, his mate Twig, who, but you know, they're all they're they're supposed to be sort of the brains of the operation. And he realizes that they're a bit useless, and they, he he doesn't understand where they got this dog from and all that you know sort of thing. Becky obviously turns up and fucks their day up. Mm-hmm. Um. This has none of the charm, none of the performances, except for Lulu. She's still good as Becky. Um, it's they've gone. They've tried to go for a slightly more comedic edge, and they've tried to. I think they've tried to soften Becky a little. And oh, it's terrible. Is it? I'm so disappointed in this movie. Is it terribly unfair to say that? Whenever I see Sean William Scott's name on something, I'm just kind of like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just, I mean, but I'm I sure he's a nice guy. He just plays certain characters that I'm like, yeah. oh God, okay. He's... See, so the difference between him and Kevin James, you think Kevin James, King of Queens, you know, he's, he's yeah, yeah. a funny guy. He's, a, mm-hmm. you know, he's mostly known for funny things. But, you know, they shaved his head, he, he grew this. Like big, big beard, and he's quite a big dude. He's a really mm. big dude, and he's terrifying. He had real presence. Yeah, Sean Scott William. He tries. Mm. It just doesn't have the, you know, the the physicality that yeah James has, and he, he's he's better than the other guys. And although yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sure. You know these right wing groups; they're assholes. Oh yeah. They're, you know, and I and I'm not trying to stand up for for, for these guys. <laughs> no, no. But no. this, the way they're portrayed in this thing, 
They're a joke. They're idiots. Well, they're that, like, that's that's a that's, narrative problem. And that problem. might be true, but there's a certain amount of... Well, the, the trouble is, though, they need to seem like a threat in order yes. for the film to have gravity yeah, and the, the stakes to have gravity. Like, uh, like I, I get you. Absolute morons. They, they, they're... they're and obviously, that's how they want to portray them. Portray them. They want, you know, they want everybody to think, "Oh, these right wing groups are just a bunch of morons." Yes, and, and I'm sure a lot of them are. Think of them like that, but also <laughs> keep in mind that they're still fucking dangerous people. Well, and and for the sake of your movie, they have to be dangerous. Otherwise, yes. they're just a pushover. Yes. And what's the point? I mean, I guess yeah. unless you're turning Becky into, you know, Jason Voorhees, and she, she's yeah. just going to go around murdering idiots, like I guess. But yeah, you know. I, I like some stakes uh, to my movie. You know, they've they've stolen her dog. They've killed her friend. Or a... yeah, which is another weird sort of thing. They're more that they they they're more focused on the fact that they took the dog than killed the old lady. Which is you know for some people I know that's a, that's some people really do care more about dogs than they do about people. Which is fine if that's how you think. That's how you think. But I think I, I'm pretty is I'm... trying to. You know, they only kind of mention the fact that it's like, oh, you, you took my dog. You took her dog. You took her dog. What about that poor old lady you just shot in the head? Anybody <laughs> going to mention her? No? Okay, fine. It just seems a bit odd. How old How old was How old was the old lady versus how old was the dog in Dog Years? Maybe oh, it evens that, out. Are they the same age? Guessing Diego's getting on in years. Yeah, so he might be older than the old lady. Dog. Yeah, yes. Um, there's a, there's a sort of a, there was a thing with the key in the in the first movie, and this sort of continues with this. There's okay. A, a brief thing at the end where. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, oh, fuck it! I'm going to spoil it. Sorry, but I'm going to. There's a after she's done all this stuff. This F. Uh, she's a, not FBI. She's the FBI. She's an agent anyway. Mm. Katie Siegel who's wonderful in, in things like um, House on Hunt Hill and all that sort of stuff. She, she's a great actress. She turns up as this agent and basically hire, says, oh, we know, I know what that key does. It, do you want to do, you know, do you want to come and be an agent? So now Becky's a fucking agent. It's like, <laughs> what? Okay, that's fucking weird. That's how that works. Fine. Um, I understand that apparently after the success of the first movie... The company basically went to the writers and said, "Here's here's some money. Make a second one. You've got three weeks." Oh Jesus! Yeah, which I think probably is why there's the root of your problem. <laughs> is so bad because yeah. I think they basically didn't really know what to do and crammed something. Three weeks in, is no time. Three weeks. Yeah. And it's like, it was so disappointing. There's, yeah, because you were really high on the first one. Oh, the first one is so enjoyable. Yeah. It's a really fun, you know, um, and, and sort of horror, horror, horrific at times movie. There's, it's it's got real sort of you know stakes, mm. and it's it's a really great movie. This one doesn't have any of that. It's it is really trying to be more comedic, and it just doesn't work. That like you. The, you know the bad guys are just idiots. The even her traps this time round, she she digs this like hole trap at one point for. There is one funny bit when she's training herself in the beginning, right. and she 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 falls into her own trap, which is quite funny. <laughs> and and the, the the old lady says, 
did you fall into your own trap this morning? And she's like, yep. And she goes, uh-huh. <laughs> it was really funny. That was one of the really, it's like at this point, it's quite funny. Later on, she digs another one to catch this guy, this guy in. And this, it's like, the, the guy falls in and it's like, one, it's not deep enough to trap him in. You mm. can clearly just get out. And it just, oh, it just seems so lackluster and, and, just disappointing and I I really wanted to make, to, to like this movie because the first one was so good but this is terrible honestly it's that's really a, bad that's a shame the, I mean I, I still think Lulu Wilson who, who plays Becky is great she's really good she's got a real sort of you know stroppy teenager vibe yeah, yeah. that works really well but they don't they haven't planned out enough what she should be doing what she should be like it's 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 like they've they've got an idea, but they haven't fleshed it out properly. Yeah, I mean they they probably <laughs> looked at her age, and mm-hmm. they were probably like, we've we've got a couple of years to make this happen if it's going to happen. You know, if yeah. we're going to still have her be similar age, yeah. do it now. But but three weeks to to write a film, that's your like first draft, isn't it? Really, and then, then it's just like film it. Um, I, I yeah, not a good idea. It's, so it's it's. I honestly can't recommend this one. It's, I, I highly recommend the first one. Yeah, first one is great. This one's terrible. It was oh, just, that's a shame. It, you know, the end. The, by the end credits, we're like, what just happened? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> this, this movie is so terrible. It's such a you know complete opposite to the original, and it's just, it's a real shame. It's just, just nothing really works well in this movie. It's other than you know Becky herself. It's just so. It was so disappointing. Mm. So I don't know whether they're going to make a third one. I mean, obviously they've set it up with this key and, and Becky now being an agent, which was weird. <laughs> Very strange choice, but you know, fine. Um, I, that, that's the thing is, is I don't know whether I would watch a third one after this. That's a shame. That's it's, a real shame. I mean, I, I guess it's one of those sort of things. It's like, oh, give it a go, but mm. it's got to be better than this. They got. Spend more time on it because this was just terrible. So yeah, cannot recommend it. Damn. Well, uh, something I can recommend uh, a a film I knew didn't. I don't think I'd even seen the trailer for this until this week. And then when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the kind of thing I like." Um, and I was not disappointed. Is no one will save you? Yeah, you sent me a message saying, "Oh, I've just seen this movie." Yeah, I and I I sent you one back saying. Yeah, I, I literally heard about this movie yesterday. Yeah, I, I heard about it, First and then I was that. like, okay. Uh, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, wow, that looks that looks good. I, I like alien abduction things, and cool. I like horror. So I was like, okay, cool, let's give this a go. Um, I was really impressed with this film. It is a, a you know, a small, tight story. Uh, it uh, centers around uh, a character called Bryn, uh, played amazingly well by Caitlin Deaver, and uh, I will explain she, why. It's... She's a really good actress. She's been, she's been. I've seen her in a few things. She's well, really good at book smart. She's a, she's really good. There, there is a a primary reason as to why uh, this this entire thing would not work without her. Uh, a, the entire film, it's pretty much just her. Um, it, it's a home invasion movie uh, with aliens to begin with. Um, she, uh, Bryn, the character, she's, uh, she's a seamstress and basically she lives in her childhood home. Uh, she is mourning the loss of her mother. 
and her best friend um and everyone in town basically has ostracized her uh due to the fact that well slight spoiler to do with her best friend's death there there is something to do with her best friend's death and her it's not revealed initially what that is uh but right. basically the the town pretty much despises her she lives on her own out uh, on the the inner childhood home kind of out on the outskirts of this small town um and uh we we kind of see at the start of the, the the film she's kind of going about her daily routine uh you know she she's like you know making stuff and she's dancing to music she's got this little model uh village that she's building um and um basically she uh is then the, this this alien abduction begins right so these these she she thinks there are intruders in her house this this evening uh well at first actually i think she thinks it's raccoons out in the bins or, or something like that because <laughs> uh, she sees something outside and the, the bin lid goes and she kind of like you know sighs and says, oh god you know um but then she she quickly realizes it's actually aliens and they're they're like classic looking gray aliens um yeah i've, uh, I've seen the trailer so, so yeah they're, they're definitely grays aren't they yeah they're definitely grays there are some variations later uh they, yeah they, they like, are different at the end of the trailer there's one that looks in very Dude, straight i i actually i messaged ben who you know you've met ben we, we did board <laughs> games together uh, i messaged ben and i was like dude no 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 it wasn't ben it was russell actually my friend russ uh, who is a, a massive horror fan I, I messaged him and i was like dude watch this film and i sent him the the youtube trailer yeah and then i immediately deleted it and he was like question mark what and i was like don't watch the trailer it gives away way too much like just just go in <laughs> blind because it does sh- it shows too much it's one of those yeah. bloody trailers but anyway um you know home invasion movie it expands uh she tries to go to town for help but obviously the town hate her anyway um and uh so you know she ends up trying to escape and then eventually she ends up back home and and there's this whole thing going on but uh it was about i don't know i want to say it was about halfway through the movie before i realized there had been no dialogue in the movie at all uh because she's on her own and she doesn't yeah. talk ever. Uh, there is one line of dialogue in this film, and it's extremely important to the plot, so I will not spoil it. But um, there is barely any dialogue in this film. It's a girl on her own, and uh, it is all, all down to uh, Caitlin Deaver <laughs> and her emotion, you know, her her expressions, her facial expressions, yeah. um, to, to, to kind of pull and hold this whole movie together. And she does a tremendous job um this film's got that kind of um i was hanging out with a friend last weekend and they said to me i love signs and i was like god i i wanted to love signs but i just yeah but he said a really good point he was like i hate everything that everyone else hates about signs however the first 20 minutes are amazing and i was like do you know what you're right when it when they're in the corn and it's all of that stuff yeah that stuff is fantastic and this film feels like that for the whole movie it's like the good bit of signs for the whole movie (laughs) um with a really fun now i will say i think the ending of this movie uh, i think a lot of people are gonna hate the end of this movie however i loved the end of this movie um i think it works really well in the context of the film and, and i think if you've ever suffered loss or felt guilt or had 
you know ptsd uh and and you're trying to overcome that the the end of this movie will probably speak to you somewhat uh i loved this movie it's it's a really small movie uh as i said it uh it it follows pretty much one person the whole film uh we briefly see other people in town and um the the aliens uh start to uh to take over people so you know ultimately there are human bodies but they're not talking so uh pretty much a a dialogueless film but it is a master class in in show don't tell uh really um it it, there's no talking it's all visual it is a visual film and it it does a very good job the effects for the most part are pretty good you can see it's a low budget movie it's it's not like the biggest budget um but there's some practical stuff which i really appreciated um and i think up there with the acting the sound design of this film is amazing um i think because there is no dialogue they have yeah. to rely on on the sound, sound and music yeah they do such a good job i i was really impressed with this movie i'd be very curious to see what you think i i do think the ending it's, it's in particular me to watch it. I, I, I'm, I'm sold yeah i i think the ending in particular will be marmite to people mm. so i'm curious how that sits with people um but yeah i i absolutely love this film i thought it was great so uh double thumbs up from me Excellent. so yeah that was no one will save you uh what would you like to cover next uh i will do corner office corner office some john ham yeah mm. so this uh john ham is is um orson and at the beginning of this movie, uh, he is moving his stuff into a new job. So he's got this new job at, at, at uh, <laughs> I think it's called Authority. The place is called Authority. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's it's snowing, and he's he's in the car park, and he's he, he's he's carrying his box in, and every car in the car park is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's voiceover, so he, you, you know, he's, he's telling you what he's feeling and how, in his last job, he, he got some amount of respect, but you know, now he's, he's, he's slightly worried about this new job and you know whether he's going to have the same sort of thing and what, what's going to happen and all that sort of stuff. And he moves into this job and not really sure what he does. Some sort of like maybe data entry, maybe or something. Not really sure, but he's sort of there and. You know, the, the, it's a really dull office, and no one really speaks very much. And um, you've got um, Christopher Hay uh, Heyerdahl, who, if you've ever seen um, uh, Hell on Wheels, he plays the Swede. He plays bad guys really well. Um, he he's the sort of boss of this section, and you know, his he there's a the, the guy opposite. Him, um, he's the, it's a Danny Puddy. He's the guy from um, oh, what was that bloody series? Uh, Community. He mm-hmm. plays. He plays Ahmed in Ahmed in, in Community, and he's sort of like a bit bolshy and a bit sort of you know, and he's he's really annoyed that his desk is opposite his and they don't have a partition. Right. And He's he's worried that his stuff is going to start encroaching onto his desk, right. which it does. Uh huh. So while all this is is going on, uh, he's 
you know, finding out that he's not really fitting in here and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's annoyed that he's not being able to work well enough and he's worried about, you know, his, his sort of position. And he comes across this room, this, this office between the toilets and in, in the corridor between the toilets and, you know, the main office. And he goes in this this room and it's, he goes in by accident at first and he sort of, he finds this, it's a sort of nicely furnished, slightly old fashioned, but it's a beautiful office. It has a record player with, with a selection of records that he, he, he appreciates. And it's, you know, a sort of almost like a 70s looking sort of cosy office. And for a while he sort of, you know, he doesn't really think about it. And then, but it keeps encroaching onto his thoughts and it's like, mm, I really, maybe I should go in there. Maybe I could do my work in there. And, you know, maybe I could just, you know, yeah. it's, it's got an atmosphere that I really appreciate. And he asks about this office and no one has an absolute idea what he's talking about. It's like, it's just well, there. So they're like, this corner office doesn't exist. So this corner office about. does not exist. Right. It's like, of course it does. I'm just in there. And at one point he goes to admonish one of the, one of his work co-workers and he takes him into the office and he, he, he has a stern talking to him. And then they leave the office and they sat down. And this guy sat opposite him and he's just looking at him. And he's like, what the hell just happened? What was that? He's like, what do you mean? He says, well, I think you... And he says, well, I think you you get the gist of what I'm talking about. He mm. said, dude, just stood in the corridor for five minutes saying nothing. Right. So So he thinks he's gone to the corner office. Everyone else thinks that he's like having some kind of mental yeah episode huh. but the weird thing is is he starts going into this office and he's and, he's and everyone else thinks he's work. just stood in the corridor while he's there every time he goes into this office he does amazing work right and his bosses notice that he's doing amazing work hmm. so he starts you know they start giving him more more to do because he's doing really well look but no one can see this office and he's taking people in there and it's it's a it's one it's sort of well is he just nuts or is there really an office in this building and I'm I'm not going to spoil it no no uh, I love this it sounds really uh, interesting it's it's the, the voice because you're you know you're you've got John Hamm's voiceover yeah John Hamm I, I I really like John Hamm anyway I think he's a, he's a great actor and he's got really good you know comedy chops and he it, it this I laughed in this movie it's a, it's a very dark comedy um I watched this with my wife and my brother-in-law and they both hated it they didn't laugh once oh no I laughed like a drake have they worked in offices before um uh my wife does my wife oh, okay my wife's a, my wife's a counting mutant hmm because your 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 description of of an office, you know, the, those kind of cube offices with yes. fucking everyone looks the same, everyone's the same. Like I yeah. I I kind of get that. Yeah, know? it has. It's got that. It's real sort of you know that office sort of you know vibe to it, and it's I I love his in a, in a monologue. All of the other sort of characters, it sort of reminded me of. Um, oh, what is that? I reviewed it last year. I think the the. Um, Apple series, uh, Severance. Yeah, you loved that too. Yeah, I really loved that. It, it sort of had that sort of vibe to it, and it was it, it's really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I I think it's going to be 
polarizing though i think certainly from the response to, to my my brother-in-law we watched it and, he, and afterwards he said i think i'm going to bed uh, <laughs> and he, he, he said he said i don't know what to think about that movie i'm going to bed and i'll and, and i'll i'll sort it out the next morning he came he said yeah no i hated it <laughs> Okay, fair enough. He processed it, and uh, yeah, he yeah it. my wife, was, my wife immediately, he just went, "No, I hate you, that." Like, oh really no, like that. But my wife's not big on the odd movies. She's she, so it's 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 certainly very quirky, and 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 I thought really original. Maybe not as original as you think, but it, it's based on a I think a Swedish book called okay. The Room. I think right. For obvious reasons, they couldn't call this movie the room. Well, they could call it the room, but there's already two movies called the room. Why would you try and yeah. compete? Yeah, um, I think it's worth it just for John Sand's performance. He, I think he's so great. Mm. He's so he's. I thought he was really funny. Is this sort of, you know, he's a sort of pompous, sort of trying to trying to do his best, but you know, kind of failing. He's he's got that. Um, oh, what's that? Um, sort of Victorian guy those stories by Saki was it you know he's, he's sort of like bumbling of officious sort of yeah character that that's just sort of you you kind of want to like him but sometimes you really don't because he's a bit of a dick but because you know because you, you're getting all of his thoughts you know exactly what he what's what you know what, what he's trying to do, and I really enjoyed it. I, I, I said I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some just some brilliant sort of scenes with the other actors are just sort of like going, what 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 just happened? I mean, one of the one of the the office Karen, she's determined to get rid of him. She says like he's a he's a bad influence. He's he just stands in the in, in this corridor. He's he's like and she's doing her best to get rid of him. And he, some of his comments about her are really funny. There's this brilliant moment. She she has this picture on her desk that a child has drawn, and it's like I think it's like the ocean, right? It's like it's like a, it's, it's like, the, it's like the water, but it's got clouds in it, and it's like clouds above the horizon and below the horizon. Right. And for some reason, this really bothers him, and it keeps he keeps bringing it up. It's like that's a terrible drawing. Why would you put that in a frame? It's like the you know. Sometimes though, I, I, I again, I get that as well. When you're when you're in a, an environment like a work environment repeatedly, and you're seeing something, and it's like that yep. minor like annoyance, and it just yes. gets worse and worse to where it's like it annoys you to a ridiculous degree. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I get that. It's it's full of those like little sort of office digs and stuff. With and, and as I said, because it's because of him. You know what he's thinking is. It's. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I think it, it will certainly appeal to you if you've got a, a dark sense of humour. And I think if you were an office worker who likes a little bit of a bit, a little bit of weirdness, I would say. But it, I personally think it's, it, I would. I would recommend it. And I think it's it's worth watching just for John Hamm alone. He's great in it. Hmm. Cool. Well, um, we were both safe to say pretty big fans of uh the castlevania tv series um i'm a big castlevania fan of you know video games since the nes um so it was a uh, a dead set for me um i was a little nervous when the uh, the animated series was announced but i think despite you know they they've done their own thing it's not you know i mean a lot yeah. of those games don't have terrible 
terribly complex stories anyway. But no, they, they've uh, they've gone their own direction with it. Goes in, just kill monsters. Yeah, they they've gone their own direction with the series, um, but it does involve a lot of the characters that come up in the games. Um, I mean, it helped that Warren Ellis was, of course, you know, writing the first, <clears throat> at least the first season, anyway. And yes, yeah. So uh, I personally felt like that that show pretty much got better as it went on. Um, yeah, I, it, had, I, it had its stumbles. But oh, it did think... absolutely. But overall, that is one of the the best animated shows I've watched yep. in great forever. animation. Yeah, brilliant voice cast. Yes, super voice really, cast. You know, really some and some great dialogue. Some just mm. really good performances. So we ended uh, Castlevania season four, and uh, I think we we both you know we we loved it. And I I remember saying at the time, you know, they they just need to to let trevor and cypher yeah just just retire now Mm because that was a lovely ending leave it there move on uh also a nice ending for dracula spoilers um you know just just leave it it's all fine and uh we were talking about uh you know this if they did another show and um i was like you know just just leave them uh so here we are castlevania nocturne um set i think about 300 years uh, after Castlevania, yes, uh, now set during this world's French Revolution, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I will say off the bat, I, I really like what they've done in terms of vampires basically being nobles and and yes. kind of uh, being. They're not all not all of the the ruling class are nobles, but uh, or vampires, yeah. but a lot of them are. Um, this- I will say that's that's been used quite a lot. Oh no, no, the, totally, totally, especially has. in France. And the there's I, I've read at least a couple of stories where the, the the guillotine was specifically made to kill to decapitate vampires to, to deal with vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not uh, it's not original, uh, but it is. I, I like it as yes. as a setting. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a, a a very young Richter Belmont with his uh, his mother. Uh, we kind of start. It opens in an action scene. Uh, it opens to the climax of an action scene. Um, where his... Actually, I really like the the I, the very the very opening. Yeah. Was this really beautiful shot of in the water looking up? Yeah. Do you know uh, with the ship and stuff? I, I will say because I wasn't sure about the art style of this from the trailer. Uh, that shot, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be fine. Actually, yes. <laughs> I was like, it kind of almost immediately put me at ease. Um, yeah. Richter's mother is is uh, killed by a a vampire thing, um, and uh, almost immediately you're then you're then one of the biggest changes I think uh, in terms of the the two shows. This is way more colorful, um, like in terms of the colors used, like the 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 like yeah dragon thing and the birds later yeah, the on. It's all very funny. colorful. Um, but anyway, his his mother is slain, and so he he goes to France, uh, which is where she was trying to take him. Anyway, she's trying to get him on a boat to France, uh, where he's going to live with uh, this this kind of adopted family. Um, we have uh, Terra, the the, uh, the 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 adopted mother, who is a speaker, uh, who were in Castlevania, the the original series. Um, yes, they're Cy- like Cipher was a speaker, and they're basically magician people. They're, they're, yeah, they're mages. Yeah, they're sort of pacifist magicians, which doesn't they're, really... They're pacifist <laughs> magicians who apparently only know dangerous spells that will murder things horribly. <laughs> but fine, whatever. Um, 
you know, fine. Um, Nastasia Kinski is is terror, which which is cool. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Um, So uh, we then obviously skip to present day um, and uh, we're introduced to our our main cast as adults. We've got Richter Belmont, who is obviously the descendant of both Cypher uh, and Trevor. And I I really liked that. It's kind of like, hey, there's like magic in our family now ever since Cypher and Trevor. I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. So they've all got magic. Um, For some reason, Richter can't do magic anymore. He did when he was a child. But since his mother's death, I think he's... he's Yeah, I think the the, the the traumas put him yeah sort of you know he's blanked his his magic ability uh-huh um both things i watched were about trauma <laughs> never mind um and uh we're also introduced to the the character i i liked the least in this show uh maria, maria who i thought was fucking insufferable um uh, for the start she grew on me but in the, oh. the start, I was like, oh, fuck off. Michael, the other one was oh, no. See, I quite liked Annette. I no, quite I liked Annette. Annette. Oh, I liked her. I, 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 yeah. I, I actually the thought... the of me. Okay, so, so Maria annoyed the fuck out of me. Uh, although she did grow on me. Uh, Annette, I kind of liked, actually. So Annette, we're, we're introduced to uh, a little later on. Um, and uh, she's friends with this uh, opera singer. She's an ex-slave from the Caribbean. They have been brought over to find Richter Belmont um, because there's this vampire prophecy. This 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 vampire god thing is returning, and uh, they must Edward. Vampire sorry, Messiah. Edward. the vampire messiah. That's right. Um, Every time they said the vampire messiah, my brain just went, "It's not the messiah." I know. I, I that that word is ruined forever. I know. Like <laughs> just since that since that uh, you know. Uh, yeah it, the, since life of brian it's it's yep. it's ruined forever that word um so you know off we go from there it's 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 much more of an ensemble i i would say this show i think the biggest failing of this show is is that the first series mm. had three massively strong characters uh like <laughs> loved all three of them uh yep. this one i was like I'm not sure about... I wasn't sure about any of them to begin nope. with. Uh, I liked Richter by the end. Um, and he, he certainly grew on me. And I liked Annette. <laughs> you didn't, but I, I did like Annette. And I liked Tara as well, actually. Um, the, the the mother speaker. I, I think one of the worst things about this is that um, the, the actual delivery of a lot of the lines is, was very bad. Now, didn't we say... It, the, I, I'm sure I said two weeks ago I was really concerned trailer. from the trailer yeah. about the delivery mm-hmm. and it yeah it was the same here now I will say overall I actually really enjoyed this show um, mm-hmm. yes but good god some of that line delivery I'm glad you said the same because I, I thought that I was like yeah. line delivery is just as awkward as I saw in the trailer one of the weirdest things as well with the line delivery is every time they use the word fuck mm. there was such a weird emphasis on them swearing that it felt like watching um, the Star Trek. I, I think hard. the, the it difference... Was like, it seemed so jarring. And they swear in the first... Well, the, the difference is, I think, Richard Armitage, uh, as Trevor Belmont, it felt natural with him. Yes. Um, when Richter is saying it, uh, yeah. and, you know, Edward, uh, Edward Blumel, uh, Blumel it, it yeah. felt like he was just trying to be an edgelord. <laughs> 
Yeah, it honestly, it just kind of <laughs> felt a bit awkward. Um, it also doesn't help that his character looks like something out of out of a Street Fighter. Well, to be fair, Richter does look like that in the in yeah, Wonder of I, I Blood, mean, so I, you know, they were going with that, and I kind of yeah. get it. But but yeah, uh, there is something about that line delivery. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few times in the in the series. I was like, oh god. Yeah. The, the... The, the, the performances just weren't as uh, weren't as good, and I also don't think the animation was as good either. As no, the swing. the animation is definitely not as good. Uh, in fact, and annoyingly, there is some beautiful animation in bits. Yes, uh, absolutely. Scenes. It, it just feels the, a little just cheaper. Lets it down. Yeah, it just feels a little cheaper. Yeah, um, it definitely feels cheaper. There's a lot more CG animation in this as well <laughs> than than in the first uh, series or four series. Um. I, I liked uh, try not to, maybe not yeah I know it, I'm trying not to do too I much I really liked what happened to the opera singer me too that was fantastic I thought that was very cool and I liked the des- mm. yes the, the design of things I agree yes I'm in agreement uh, with you I'm nodding there were, there, <laughs> so, again some of the, the monsters were great um, mm-hmm. I loved um, Franca Portenta as Battery Yes, yes. Okay. A, a little, Being a vampire fan, I'm a huge fan of battery anyway. Yeah, yeah. Battery, uh-huh. battery, battery, Um I'm still going to say battery. Um, she was really good. And I quite, again, not original, but I liked the whole Sackmet thing. Yes. The, the Sackmet, it's, it's, you know, the, the legend, as it were, or the, the, the myth of Sackmet really does lend itself to vampirism mm-hmm. and, and stuff. I, I, and, I thought they used it quite well in this. I really enjoyed um, Ian Glenn as Juiced. Uh, his his introduction scene is hilarious when they're when they're in the bar and that vampire comes in. He's like, "You said you'd kill me if I ever showed my face right here yeah. again." And he just like immediately murders him. I was like, "Well, I kept my promise, yeah. then, didn't I?" Yeah. <laughs> um, he he's yeah, like again the, the 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 way they set up the first one with, with the way they came together oh, it was tremendous they... it took its time and like that first season of Castlevania is really them coming together they're not even together until the very end yeah, in this it's like it's too short it was really annoying when it was ended it's like what the fuck is that it but it's I think it I I think it worked better as a result where here yeah. as and I did really enjoy this show I'll, we'll talk about it in a minute but here that it's like episode one rush here's everyone pretty much yeah. you know pretty much I think. Juice, yeah, juice comes in a little we later. We didn't but... develop them as well. No, we didn't sort of get a, 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 a nicer feel for them. Mm. They just sort of slammed them together and sort of like deal with it as they go along. Yeah. Okay. And I, the, they spent way too much time with Annette. I, I didn't like her character. She, I found her really annoying. <laughs> I liked some of her, like some of the stuff that they did with her. Mm. especially her relationship with with edward edward i think that's what won me over with her actually was her relationship with edward and and obviously her her history um, her character from being terrible yeah i mean i i i don't know i didn't i didn't hate her um i i think if anything she she's kind of a little she was a little similar to isaac in some ways i kind of feel like they did i they did it a little better with isaac a, yeah. a very similar story of of mm-hmm. being an ex-slave and and trying to you know find your way in the yeah, world Isaac after finding freedom tremendous character yeah isaac felt more three-dimensional um mm-hmm. but i i liked annette a lot and i think it was that that relationship with her and edward that really sold it to me yeah. um maria 
Maria annoyed me. I'll be honest. I think your relate your reaction to Annette is my reaction to to Maria. Because with Maria, yeah. I was just like, oh god. And I really liked it when Annette was finally like, you you you. I was a fucking slave. Like you you got it pretty good here, fucker. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. way she drones on and like, oh, I was like, oh god. When she's doing that speech immediately, like it, the first time you see her, she's doing this speech, and I was just like, oh no. And it might just be the delivery again it, it's that like some of the dialogue feels a bit clunky in this yeah um, she was uh pixie davis who played maria i think she, she, she did grow on me she, she was annoying because sometimes her delivery was like Brilliant. spot on yeah really, really yeah, good yeah. and then again other times especially when they were swearing yep it just, just feels really forced it's weird it's, yeah it's just like it's just a big clang right in the middle of a speech and you're like oh could you not make that sound more natural? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Really, really weird and jarring. Um, I really liked the. I don't remember what her, her name was. Bathory Second. Uh, yes. Uh, it's down here. Is Drolta? Uh, although I don't she, think they said her name very often. She was just there. Uh, she yeah, was cool. She was great. Yeah, she I was cool. Really liked her. I mean, I did f- find it funny when she f- when. When she first, so you've got it's you know it's um seventeenth century. Yes. So seventeen ninety two, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. So it's it's you've got you've got the, you've got all the sort of powdered wigs mm-hmm. and the sort of you know you've got all the, the the frock coats and stuff like that. And she comes out and she looks like something S and M gear and <laughs> yeah, she looks like it's like wow. Her design is completely different to everything else in this. In this yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, she gets a few. She's in a red outfit, which is really cool. Which is like a riding outfit. Which mm. it's like, okay, that works a little bit better. They make but her hair is that, so fucking like her hair stands out like a mile compared to oh, when else she does well. when she go slight spoiler. Yeah, yeah. When, when she, she goes, goes Super Saiyan, deep, <laughs> she her design was amazing. It was I great. Loved that design. Yeah, me too. It's it so good. I thought she was a really cool villain. Um, the is it Orla, Orla Rocks mm-hmm. again? Now he is a good actor. He was in um, Doctor Sleep. Yes, he was Crow Daddy. And yeah, he Doctor was great. I really like him in that. Again, his 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 deliverance delivery was hit and miss. And I will say. Uh, I like his character, and I'm intrigued yes. to see where he goes, uh, especially his uh-huh. relationship with the the Templar Knight type guy. Um, I, I'm I, really intrigued I, to see where that goes. But his delivery in places, despite being an amazing actor, so flat. Yeah, and it's weird because I know he's a really capable actor. So, uh, but again, there was some times where he was talking. There was one particular when he was actually talking to the the Templar mm. when they were in in bed together, and he was talking about. Um, how he loved Mizrak, a, sorry, a, that's Mohawk, the name a Mohawk or something was it? Was it an, an Indian? He, he, he's yeah. talking about and how he fought in the American Revolution and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, that was delivered really well. That was that was yeah. a beautiful little piece of dialogue. And then there's other bits where he's talking to the characters and like, wow, that was that had no life in it whatsoever. Mm. It's odd. It's it's really odd. And I wonder whether because these are pretty capable actors and voice actors i i just wonder if it's a if it's a directional choice um mm, by sam deets I, I don't know took the, the wrong one i did love the, the there was a that that's talking of that scene when the templar is getting dressed mm. and he's he, he's 
he's putting chainmail armor on like he's wearing a tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. The, and they're so funny. He he pulls up his his chainmail trousers mm. and then and you you cut to the uh, to Orlo- Orlocks and then you cut back to him and he's fully dressed. I know. It's like, <laughs> what? How the fuck did he get all that on all of a sudden? What, what, what just happened? It's like when you're watching um, Walking Dead and Daryl Dixon reloads a fucking like crossbow while running upstairs, <laughs> and you're like, "What? How? Yeah, <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess artistic. That, that was just a, that was just a little thing that amused me. It's either. a world of magic, Matt. He magic it on. You know, yeah. little cartoon things. But I thought it was uh, that 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 really amused me. Um, yeah, there, there was some beautiful stuff. There was a really good, there's a good scene with Bathory on a chariot, which I thought oh, was great. So, the 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 big parade bit, beautiful. Mm. There's some really beautiful things, but the animation in overall is just a step down from the last one. I, I, I'm assuming it's a different studio. Um, I will just. I don't actually know. I think. Oh, of, no, it's the same. It's the same production of, company. Some of the people involved seem to be different. I think. Dr. Movie. Is a different. Is a different. I think it's so. Powerhouse Animation. Ah, okay. So Powerhouse Animation Studios. Uh, so it was Powerhouse Animation that did the production of the first film. Yeah. Uh, the first series, the first four series. Uh, this series is uh, Powerhouse Animation and Dr. Movie, who are apparently a South Korean uh, animation studio. Okay. Uh, so I wonder whether they they did less here. Like farmed out. I've farmed out some of it. It looks like they did some of it, but not all of it. Um, so because uh, I know that that studio now they they've done a bunch of stuff for Netflix, so maybe they're just balancing too many projects. And um... I saw in in the trivia thing. So Adi uh, Shankar sued mm-hmm. Project Fifty One Productions for attempting to exclude him from this series. So it looks like that there was some drama with the production team. From the looks of it. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, and, I, and I know he um, was like exec, right? And he, the... Yeah, he's at Shankar's a, as a producer. He's producing yeah. really good stuff. He did. Um, he produced Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's so obviously there was some sort of drama going on behind the scenes that I don't mm. really know anything about, but maybe that you know lent into the to it into the, it not being quite as maybe i mean i will say i i really enjoyed this overall i did enjoy it overall. i would um, certainly watch another season oh god yeah especially with the way they end it which i won't spoil yeah no i was i, mean, I was i was waiting for that the whole season if i'm oh honest. god yeah and, <laughs> and and to be honest i won't i won't spoil it but if you listen to the episode where we were talking about this is one of the things that we discussed happening so yeah um you know uh i i really enjoyed this i will absolutely watch another season I hope that it improves each season, much like that, Castlevania yeah, I did. Hope they get maybe maybe they'll have a more of a feel for their characters and will mm. deliver the lines slightly better. Hopefully, because some of the the fight scenes were actually really good. Yes, I agree. Some, some of them were fantastic. The, the 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 fight scene towards the end in the church was mm-hmm. really well done. Yes, I mean at times it did verge on Street Fighter. It did. There's a lot of moving parts in those, those scenes but as well. I. I those were yeah they were nicely done because the thing is is it's not terrible animation no by by any standards it's really good better than most (laughs) um yeah exactly it's still great animation 
it's better than a lot of fucking Netflix animation. Let's be serious here. I mean, I it's did wonder, good, but it's a it's a definite step down from the first series. It, it is. Um, although I will say, you know, I I did really enjoy this. I will watch more. I I did wonder whether I went in with some bias because of my absolute love of those first four seasons of of yeah. Castlevania, and whether the bar was just too high for this for me, and I was just always going to be a bit like, ah, eh, it's not quite as good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, ha- um, I mean, you know, it's had a lot to stand up to. I it think, has, so. it has. I think we we might be uh, being a little too critical, but I think it's you know it still stands. It's still pretty good. It's it was it was certainly enjoyable enough. Um, but that first series, I would recommend that to anybody. I think that's a, if you if any fans of animation and haven't seen the first Castlevania, really should because it's really really good. Those characters are great, and I love. The stuff they did with Dracula in that show was so good. Yeah. Because it's really easy. I mean, Dracula's been used... I, I will that. say, one of the things I really liked about this, actually, uh, is that um, is that it doesn't rely too heavily on Castlevania. It's not mm-hmm. constant member berries to Castlevania. Yeah. Like Cypher's mentioned once, because they're talking about magic being introduced into the family. Dracula's yeah. mentioned maybe twice... Yeah. Um, it, it's. I mean, there, not... there, there was quite a funny bit towards the end when they, they were talking. They, they, Dracula's mentioned, mm. and Annette says, "Who's Dracula?" Yeah, which like... I loved because it's like she's from the Caribbean. She hasn't got fucking clue who Dracula is. She's like, "Yeah, what are you talking about like you know." I loved that. Was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like I, I like that it didn't rely too heavily on the previous series. Um, mm. I like that they said it three hundred years later. We, yeah. we've got that distance because i really really loved the end of castlevania and i wanted cypher and trevor to go off into the sunset that yeah. was fine don't bring them back that would be terrible yeah um I did, when the uh the old man turns yeah i did wonder for a moment i thought no they're not <laughs> i did it, wonder i was like oh some magic thing happened and i lived yeah. forever yeah and then it was like oh no thank god it's not yeah i was oh. i was worried briefly too yeah I'm, I'm glad you thought the same thing as like well i was also equally i was kind of worried about terror i was like is that meant to be cypher like super old like she's yeah. like lived for a million years or something, like 300 years or something i was like oh no please don't but thankfully no thankfully no um yeah so yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed with the bishop thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're going there again. But I don't know. I kind of liked it, it by the end. Well, it makes sense in yeah. the revolution because you know during the revolution they they got they tried to purge all religion and you know. And I think to... it works really nicely with the vampire. It does side of things. You know, it's it, like, oh, just, this is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. The initial sort of, oh, it's, it's only a minor spoiler, but the initial sort of, oh, it's a corrupt priest again, hurrah, let, you know, but when you get to the, the wider context of what's going on and, the, and you know, the revolution and that, yeah. it makes a lot of sense and it actually works. And I, and I liked the end of that plot thread. As yes, well. I did too. Um, it's, it's, it's a little cliche, but it It's it fine though. I mean, a lot of this is cliche, but it's fine. You know, his his performance was really good, actually. The, the, Superb, the yeah, was really good. Uh, Richard Dormer, mm. is that who it was? Yes. Um, but yeah, fantastic. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's at the level of Castlevania. No, However, I, I, I mean, as part, apart from a few gripes, I would say I would definitely recommend it. I think me too. 
was I still think entertaining if, and it was it was really you know for the most part well done i think if you loved castlevania or liked castlevania go in with this expectation slightly tempered yes uh i i think you'll have a great time i i really enjoyed it i mean i did honestly i haven't had a lot of time uh i watched no one will save you and yesterday i was planning to watch a couple of episodes of this and then watch something else and i ended up just blitzing the lot so yeah. you know i once i started i was like you okay said, you, said, oh, uh, you said when you sent me a message and said oh i'm gonna watch castlevania I thought, oh yeah i think i said like, to you i was going to cram that in and i did well, and i did i thought like i'll do it I'll, I'll do it i think i said to you i'm gonna blitz castlevania tonight and then <laughs> I started and I was like, maybe I'll just watch a couple and then watch something else because that would make more sense. But then I was like, no, I'm, I'm hooked. I was like, I'm going to watch it through yeah. now. Um, so yeah, highly recommend from me and I guess from you as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a recommend from me. Hmm. Um, I've got a weird thing to talk about later. Uh, do you want to uh, move on to... What do you want to move on to next? Uh, I'll go with a million miles away. Do a million miles away, and then I'll I'll talk about Phantom. Um, Phantom. <laughs> it's random. It's random thought that there's something occurred to me the other week, and uh, I'll I want to talk to you about it. So okay. anyway, a million miles away, starring it's... guy I can't think of the name of, but I really like this guy like, in everything that. he's in. He's really good. Yeah, and I feel bad because so, I can't remember his name. This is a it's a it's a biopic about uh, Jose Hernandez, who was the uh, first Hispanic astronaut. Yeah. Uh, he, he came from uh, migrant farm working parents uh, and he basically, you know, became an engineer and, you know, after a long struggle and many, many attempts, became an astronaut. Um, I, so, I wasn't going to watch this movie. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of space stuff that isn't proper sci-fi. If, if I mean that sounds bad, so like but... Apollo 13 or, or stuff like that. You're like, yeah, eh, no, Apollo you know. 13 is the exception because Apollo 13 is fucking amazing. It's a brilliant movie, yeah. But there's a like true. You're more into the science. You're more into the speculative yeah. science fiction. I than... think things like The Martian. Yeah. Bought fuck out of me I, I did not enjoy the martian that is a movie that i enjoyed enough but never want to see it again i i enjoyed apollo the martian I watch again right now I, I i'd happily watch that again yeah i watched apollo 13 earlier this year and it still stands up um but but for the most part proper sciencey stuff you know real space is a bit dull for me so i wasn't gonna watch this my brother-in-law however is a huge you know, sciencey head. And since he you made him sit through corner office, you felt yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'll so probably have to sit through this. <laughs> he wanted to watch this, and we were like, okay, we'll, like, we'll watch, we'll, 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 we'll watch this. And yeah. I like, so I, like you said, Michael Pena's. Um, oh, Michael Pena's, uh, thank you. He's always good. He he always puts in a good performance. Um, so I would slightly to to the to his detriment here. I found it a little because he was he's playing. It, it, obviously, pretty much dead straight, he, he's playing a real person. Sure. And at times, I kept waiting for him to do something funny. And I know that, that that's bad on me because I have seen him do serious dramatic roles. I mean, he was great in um, 
oh, is it End Watch? End of Watch, yeah. And, yeah, he's he's That's great, great on that. Movie. So I can you know yeah. I can see him as a as as a straight actor. Mm-hmm. He's not you know just a comedic actor. But for some reason, at times, I found it very hard to take him seriously in this role. Um, but it was I think that was just a me thing, because I think yeah. it was actually, it's quite good. The The relationship he has with his wife is really, really great. There's this great, these great bits where, you know, he's got this, this dream. There's a, the, 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 there's a brilliant bit when they're at the beginning of their relationship, when um, he's trying to date her. And his, his, she says to him, oh, well, my dad won't let us go anywhere. You, you just have to come over and, and you'll have to be around my family. And he's, he's so he's got to sit with, with her family and, and, you know, kind of date her with her family around. <laughs> and there's this bit where she says to him, um, oh, what, you know, what do you want to do? do you know, do you, do you have a, a dream? And he says, yeah. She doesn't want to be an astronaut. Of course, she absolutely pisses herself laughing. And she's like, oh, my God. you know." That, and he's like, what are you laughing at? That's No, no, seriously. And she's like, well, that's like the dream of a kid. That's what kids dream of doing. And he's like, no, 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 I'm deadly serious. I want to be an astronaut. And she sort of believes him. She's like, okay, fine. Okay, then. If, you, <laughs> if that's what you want to be. Do I, it. I, 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 Shoot I for the you. stars, literally. <laughs> and there's some so some really nice moments where you know they're they're struggling as a family they've got all these kids he's working as this engineer and he's doing really well at first the, the, you know when he, when he first turns up to this this uh, this engineering job um they think he's a janitor obviously because he's you know this is the, it's the 80s and or is it the 70s when he starts it's sort of late 70s early 80s and you know he turns up and they just think oh oh you know he's the, you're the janitor and, and the, the the receptionist gives him the keys to do it, to change the light bulbs, I think, in somewhere. And he's like, you know, I'm not the janitor, right? And and it's, it, it's a quite sweet moment where he, she, the, the, the receptionist realizes that he's not actually the, gen, the, the, the janitor. And, and he's like, no, no, I, I, I'm, I, I actually work here properly. And he says hello to the janitor as he walks, walks by. He's like, he's a great guy. <laughs> There's some really lovely moments where they're, you know, they're struggling, and his wife is. You know, he he keeps sending off the the letter to, you know, to apply to to to, to NASA, yeah. and keeps getting rejected, and it, he he does it so many times, and you can see his wife is getting so frustrated with him, because they're, you know, they're, they're struggling, and he's still doing it, and it, at first he doesn't tell her, he start he stops telling her he's doing it, he's like no. And she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" He's like, well, "Because I just didn't want the disappointment anymore." Mm. And it's, it, it, other than the, the sort of the initial moments where I was like, "Oh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for him to, to do something funny," sort of thing. As I said, that's on me. Yeah, yeah. He's overall his his performance with when when he especially when he's talking with his wife is really good. And you get to, there's a you know it's not really giving anything away. Um, there's a bit where he he could have been on uh, the shuttle that blew up. Challenger. There's that whole bit where you know the person who was training him. Yeah. Was on the flight. Challenger, right? I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was it Challenger or was it the Atlanta? Well, I can't remember now. 
actually. Is that... But yeah, so she, you know, his his train trainer goes up and she she dies. So there's you know there's that added there was then that added thing of oh you know his family like you could die here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I mean I, I like that that's only just dawned on them. I, I guess that it makes it it more real, doesn't it? When you when yeah, you you, you, you realize how dangerous this actually is, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think that I, I I really like the way it dealt with his family and you know his his parents and how you know in the beginning he's he, he's he wants to do more. He doesn't want to be of you know this this itinerant farmer. He doesn't want mm. this. And it, it, at one point, you know, there his parents are saving to for a home in in Mexico. They, they, they're, they're saving up and they, they want to get, make enough money so that they can go back and have this house in Mexico. And at one point, you know, he he says to you know he, he's oh I hate this life. I'm you know we're not I don't want this is you know when he's a, he's a kid yeah. and his dad and his his mum they sort of they look around them. They, they're not going to make the, They're not making the money they want to. And they realize that they want better for their kids. And they gave up, they give up this dream of their own dreams of having, as I think house. a lot of parents do. Actually, yeah. You know. and, it, and it's, you know, it's, it shows wonderfully that, that his parents are like, no, no, we want better for our kids. We're, we're going to give up on our dream so mm. that they can have theirs. And I think it's done so well. I mean, his relationship with his best mates, really good. It actually it ended up, um, you know, winning me over. I think it's a really good movie, and especially if you like this sort of thing, I, I think it will it will it will really it was really heartwarming, and it was a, it was a really good portrayal of 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 the immigrant you know experience in that sort of field, as it were. And I, I you know, although I, I certainly wouldn't watch it again. Mm. I would recommend it on that ba- on the basis that it's actually a, a genuinely good performance by him. Um, aside from my own little thing, it, it it worked really well. It was a nice story, and yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it in the end. I, I honestly didn't think I was going to. I thought, oh, this is going to be really bad, isn't it? But no, it's it is. It's really enjoyable. It's a it's a really sweet movie, and yeah, it's on Amazon. So it's a it's uh, yeah. I would I would recommend it. Excellent. Well, and and for someone that doesn't like the the, the kind of hard science movie that that's yeah, something. but it doesn't really go into the hard. Science I guess it's more about much. his life, right? Than anything. not like hidden figures or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's. But it's yeah, it's it's to do with it with with his life, which is which is probably why I liked it more. Fair enough. It feels weird to go into a a, a random phantom tangent. So do you want to talk about One Piece first? <laughs> Sure, yeah. Uh, so I also sort of watched One Piece. Yeah, which I have heard real big praise about. Um, well, so this is this is the thing. I mm. was hearing so much about it that I thought, okay, I'm going to give it a go because I've never seen the anime. Me, I've neither. Manga. I've not watched the anime, read the manga, and none of but it. The thing is, is that the animation styles always put me off. I don't like the animation styles. So yeah, like oh, it's never appealed to me. Do you know I did that with? Um... Uh, the uh, animated Devil Man. I, mm. I couldn't get past the animation style. I was like, mm, don't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's it. I think if it, if it doesn't appeal to you, it doesn't appeal to you. Either. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. And I know it's so big. I know it's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Fan base. Yeah. It's been going for like twenty years. I know. That's the other thing. You know, after a while, you're like, it, it's been going on too long. I feel intimidated. 
Yes. <laughs> I don't I want to start it. now. It's just like, oh, I don't think I could. It's like, like um, many years of, 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 of comics to, to do. It's like, yeah. Oh. It's like when, when I was younger in the 90s, I chose Battletech as my thing, right? As yeah. My, my thing that I'm going to do. And and I didn't, other than painting a few miniatures of Warhammer, I never got into it. And yeah. now I'm like, I really want to get into Warhammer, but I, it's too much. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. There's too much lore. And there's Warhammer's too much. really fucking stuff. daunting. Yeah, it's too much. I would see. I I didn't do. I I was the opposite. I was more into Warhammer. Yeah, most people were that I knew. So, but, um, you know, I think I I played um, Mech Warrior Two on the PC, and that was like, I love this. This that is this sense. is what I yeah. want to do for now, uh, over Warhammer. So I mean, um, I, I would say yeah. with Warhammer, don't do the games. Just read some of the books. Well, that's what all I want to do. Book, I, I'll never the, play the games. I, I, I exactly. I think the, the some of the I would start with Gaunt's Ghosts. Okay, if you Dan give me some there. recommendations, I will do. I will read some books. I mean, the thing is, I probably won't play the war game. I mean, I'd never. I've played BattleTech a couple of times. The yeah. trouble with BattleTech is that it would be faster to do actual war than <laughs> it takes forever um you know the video games particularly battletech the video game does a much faster better job of of that that's fine yeah. but i love the lore of battletech i love the novels like you know wolves on the border is a way that's, better that's what's great about because i think games workshop as a company are, are oh they're awful yeah yeah, they're awful terrible fucking money grabbing 100 percent especially but, now they're, they're they're like suing fucking... you know they're trying to sue like etsy stores and stuff it's like, oh, fuck yeah, they've always been same with like... wizards of the coast they're the same i was having yeah, a rant about them the other day that's dicks wizards of the coast was a really good fucking company when it started it see for me it was always tsr with dnd yes you know and, and i'm like wizards of the coast near nah. uh so I, i'm not that upset about them being yeah assholes, no. No, but, but games workshop yeah i, I that the actual lore and stuff I'm, i know they keep fucking changing cool but there's some really fucking great stuff. I found in- this is this is. I oh, see. I wasn't going to go into a phantom tangent, and now I've gone on this tangent. <laughs> there is a guy online who I I am currently like I I love him. I I don't know who he is. He does Warhammer lore. Yeah. But as David Attenborough, I've seen some. Of it's those. it's yeah. amazing. I'm like I, I I. This is this is the way I'm going to learn Warhammer. Is from David Attenborough. Man. If you want to, if you want some of the lore stuff, Arch is really good. Arch. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've listened to some of his lore stuff. Yeah, I've really tried recently to ch- trying to to get into the lore of Warhammer. I feel like I'm just too old, man. I'm, I'm a, you know, like yeah, I, I'm gonna be doing this the one, rest of my life. If you want a humorous t- take on it as well, like the Attenborough one, mm. there's a guy called Major Kill who's an Australian. I think I've seen some of his stuff as well. He, he's he's really funny. He's he's really sort of blasé about it and he's quite funny and he does he does like um, nude calendars of, <laughs> of, of um, Warhammer stuff. Brilliant. He's got, he's got like uh, girls basically naked except for like uh, marine, uh, marine helmets, helmets and stuff. And stuff. Right. <laughs> okay. Anyway. He's, he's, he's really funny. Anyway, yes, one piece. So, <laughs> tangent aside, so yeah, One Piece never really appealed to me greatly because I didn't like the animation style. And again, it was like by the time I was paying attention to it, it was like too, yeah. too much, too gone. I, I no. So I kept hearing, you know, this Netflix was doing a series. It was made by the same people who did Cowboy Bebop, and that was fucking atrocious. I didn't get past so the I was trailer. Like, oh, I'm not going to fucking bother with that. No. And then 
reviews started coming in. I was like, oh, very okay. positive reviews. Yeah. This is this is sounds pretty good. So I gave it a, a go. So basically, you you're introduced to to Monkey D Luffy Luffy, who is this wannabe pirate. He's this happy go lucky kid, uh, played by Inaki Godoy, mm-hmm. uh, who's I think he's a Brazilian actor. Apparently, very big in Brazil. So. I've never seen him before, but apparently he's he's got a real following in, in, in Brazil. Uh, he is this pirate, uh, want to be pirate, and he he's he's eaten this thing called devil fruit, which means he's got like elastic arms and stuff. He's like Mister Fantastic. Oh, cool. Okay. He stretches out and stuff, and he well, basically, so it like twenty years ago, whatever it is, the the this the the king of the pirates was was killed by the marines and before he died uh when they were executing him he said he's got the one piece which is his treasure and he's hidden it somewhere out in the out there in the world right right so his death sparks a new sort of swarm of pirates and then after his you know sort of 20 years later as it were or whatever monkey so luffy is is you know, he he dreams of being the the pirate king, and he so he's off to seek his fortune, sort of thing. And he comes across these these other characters who you know he he, he comes in. One of them, um, uh, Mackenyu, who plays uh, Zoro, who's mm. this uh, swordsman. He's Sunny Chiba's son. Oh, okay. So he's also got a massive following, um, and he's great. Uh, I will say every fucking character in this is fucking awesome oh that's good to hear performances the characters like luffy you think that his chipperness is going to be really fucking annoying because he's so fucking chipper and he's so lovely and he's so nice and you think oh god he's gonna be this is gonna get annoying it really doesn't he's so sweet and so like almost in like innocent but but you know he 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 has this dream and he sees. He basically asks the asks like people he meet what their dream is, hmm. and he takes them seriously. And he he makes them see what their dream is, right. so they're drawn to him. You know, the, the, you know, the Zoro dreams of being the the the, the best fighter, right. and uh, Nami, who I, she's my favorite character. I really loved her. She, you, you, well, I won't say her dream because that will spoil, spoil the series. Okay. But, she, you know, she's got her dream, and he, he, Luffy sees the good in people. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 you know, he judges them on, on, on their actions and, on, on what they do, and he brings out the, the, the best in people. It, and it sounds really naff, mm. but it fucking isn't. It's so good. Okay. It's so brilliant. And it's so, it's so full of emotion. There is like everybody goes on about episode seven. Episode seven is one. Matt, of the, you you one of the... you subverted my expectations. Really? Yeah, because you were bigging this up, and I thought you were going to shit all over. It. Oh no, dude! You were like it's you were like so... I heard such positive reviews, and I went in. And I thought you were going to be like this is no, awful. It's it's as good as the those are reviews. Oh, that's say. great! I'm going to have to watch it. It's honestly, I would so recommend it. Episode seven. There's a thing with Nami. I will not say. All I will say is, oh my god. It brought me to tears. It was I have heard so that. Good. I've heard a few people say that. And <laughs> here's here's something. 
I thought I would never say in a million years. Go on. Craig Fairbrass, the is, guy who's been in like football hooligan movies, is a name and, I don't like, know. Fair... Terrible action movies. Hold right? on. Yes, I know who that is now. No, I've seen him. Yeah. He's in. Yes, you've he's seen... in. The, he's in all those gangster movies. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah. seen him. He, Avengement. In... I watched Avengement exactly. a while ago. That he's was been in some of those awful yes. fucking gangster movies yes. ever made. Right. Uh huh. There's a moment with his character that nearly brought me to tears. Oh, I wow. would never in a million years would I have said, would I have thought Craig Fairbrass would bring me to tears, and he did. I didn't his even know his. Is brilliant. He's this chef. He's a chef pirate. And he's <laughs> right. He looks ridiculous. He's got this massive braided moustache. And he's got one leg. And he's, he's just this really pissy sort of chef. Right. He was wonderful. I've never... I, I, don't, I think this is his, his best performance ever. He was so wow. good. It's a, it's a sort of minor character. But he was so good. It's the, it's the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> Craig Fairbrass actually was good. Oh, it was so funny. But this series is so good. It's honestly, it's every character is great. Every character. Oh my god, his mustache in that is amazing. Sorry, his mustache is amazing. Yes, really. <laughs> he, he, he was um, sort of wandering around. He sort of reminded me of Oblix from the Asterix. Yeah, book. he really does. Yeah. Oh god, he actually looks like the um, the actual anime or manga character too. Yeah. Oh, every, from what I've seen, everything is is ex- almost exactly like it. Mainly because the the Oda, the the the, the writer, is completely involved. He right. said, "You know, I'm not letting you have this unless." Because the Bebop writer had nothing to do with that show. Right? <laughs> exactly, and that's where they felt. Because that's one of the things that made, you know, another thing was like, oh, it's the same company that did the fucking Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, uh, adapt. That's going to be awful. Because Cowboy Bebop is. It's one of the best animes ever made. Oh, I think it might be the best animated series. In terms and of series, like, I can't... I'm struggling to think of a better one. I, I managed one episode of the... I didn't get past the trailer. I thought the trailer was so cringely bad, I never even started it. I just thought... The, the biggest mistake go. Netflix ever made was having Cowboy Bebop on Netflix at the same time yeah. that they released the live. Because I was, was like, ter- why was would I idea, do that? It? Yeah. Um, this is this is great isn't it? and it's it's completely faithful and i think you know they've done such a good job with with oh, these. that's great and it's a, it's a really fucking weird world because it's like they've got like modern clothes and like you know the marines are wandering around in trainers and stuff and and, and, and but they've only got flintlocks and sailing ships and god that sounds so japanese <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, it's it's so Japanese. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, their obsession with food in it is is very Japanese. Amazing. And I they, see. I really they, should get into the the manga and the anime. Well, this has made me want to yeah. to actually watch watch the the, the, the manga. The, 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 there's this brilliant thing that they communicate like they their telephones, as it were, are yeah. snails. Okay. It's the weirdest thing. There's these like little puppet snails that when. They, when you, you talk through the snail. Is it like the babel fish? Sorry. Is it like the babel fish? No, it's 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 literal a big a big snail that's like on the desk, right? And you talk at the, into the, the, the like it it has like a microphone on its on the on the shell. You yeah. take it off and you talk into it, right? And on the other side, the person with another snail, the mouth of that snail moves when they. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, see, I always assumed that's how the Babel fish worked, is that the fish kind of talked into your ear. Yeah. You know? It's so fucking bizarre. But it's... That's amazing. It's... I think, as, as people have pointed out, this series does what Marvel stopped doing. It takes his world 100% seriously. Oh, yeah. Marvel stopped doing that a long time it's, ago. It's wacky as fuck. Uh-huh. But you you take it seriously because they do yes well the thing is i've always said i i don't care you know i mean i, I, I fucking godzilla right i'm I'm like <laughs> if you give me a world yeah no matter how unlike this world is or how ludicrous this world is if you're earnest enough yeah. i'm like okay this is this doesn't have to be my reality uh-huh. in this world monsters like godzilla can function and exist despite that being impossible in our world physically whatever yeah i believe it because the characters play it earnestly they believe it and i think you know if if it's a crazy uh a a crazy world uh but it but it's played serious then Mm -hmm. i can accept that i'm I'm watching something i'm being taken to a a world i'm like okay so in this world the laws of physics are completely different but everyone accepts it so fine that's how that is and i can do that that's fine Marvel, marvel did that when they started oh god yeah slowly over time they stopped taking their no. world seriously they stopped giving a fuck they they it was it was that fucking thor movie mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's, when the, that's when the rock started setting in that's the one that's the one that ultimately i think might have killed marvel because they just decided to continue down that route yeah, to its logical it's conclusion which there. is this yeah this this doesn't do that it, it, this this i mean it's ludicrous the stuff that happens in this it's 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 you know stuff you see in cartoons i mean luffy's attacks are like him stretching his hands out and punching people he's got a at one point he's doing like a um e honda like hand hundred hand slap sort of thing you know dude if i could if i could stretch my hands that would be the first thing i'd try and do <laughs> exactly it's amazing <laughs> he's literally doing that and it's it, you you think oh god this is this would be so silly and you you don't no you don't it's it works so i mean there's a there's a bad guy um uh what's his name i can't remember what his bloody name is he, he's a clown um okay. what is his bloody name so like bu- oh buggy buggy the clown right uh, he he's one of the villains and he can separate all his limbs Oh, he's like um, Arm Fall Off Boy or whatever his name was. Yeah, he's like yeah. Arm Fall Off Boy, only way, way better because uh-huh. it's he's useful because yeah, yeah. he can move those bits independently. Uh huh. Um, it's again fucking ridiculous, but in this in this thing, hundred percent serious. He's a genuine threat. He's. He's yeah, a, because that's the world they guy. live in. See, I'm, I, you're winning me over with just how they're just accepting the the world of the anime, and they're like, no, we're not going to change anything. Someone somewhere in those meetings will have mm-hmm. been like, but it's you can't do that. That would be stupid. Snails yes. like that doesn't work. And someone else was like, no, that's, that's just the world the that world they is. inhabit, and that's yep. the world as it is. Yeah, and that's fine. That is mm-hmm. fine. If you set it up and it's treated with respect and and it's treated earnestly, I can take myself out of this world, this reality, these physics, this, you know, and just be like, no, it's a fantasy world. And in this world, that's what they do. This is how things are. Fine. Come on. That's why why we love comics. That's why we like these things. Because for the most part, they take their world seriously. Absolutely. 
it, it's how, not. We know it's not reality. We're, you give we're it not... logical thought. How fucking stupid is Superman and Batman? Well, I've, I, I have said so many times on this show, the closer to realistic you get with Batman, the more ridiculous it gets yeah, to me. Exactly. This, this is, honestly, this is so good. I can't I'm really excited that. to watch it now. I'm going to have to watch honestly, it. Honestly, there's real, genuine character development. The, the, the arcs, especially for Zorro and um, Nami, Oh, chef's kiss, man. Especially, especially for me, Nami's arc is awesome. Well, this sounds great. It's so good. And Luff, honestly, I thought Luffy was going to be annoying as fuck. He is not. Mm. He is like, he is, he, 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 he could, ver- I think, as I said, I've not seen this guy before. Mm. In the hands of a, wor- of a, of a, of a, a lesser actor, his character would be annoying as fuck. Sure. This kid has so much fucking charm. Oh, that's great. So charming that you you I never once did I think, oh, this is a bit much. This is annoying. Honestly, he's so charming and so lovely that you just go with him. You're so happy <clears throat> for him. Yeah. And <clears throat> as I said, especially when you get to there's, there's, there's a couple of points with with him and Zoro. And him and, and, and Nami, they were like, oh, that was just so beautiful. So well done. Hmm. And I said, Nami's my favorite character. She's she's really good. I love her arc in, in, in this in this series. I can't wait for a second series. It's already been green lit, lit thankfully, because I think it's just done ridiculously well. Hmm. So I'm totally on board for a season two. Yeah, can't recommend it enough. It's awesome. Wow. That is, that's really good news. I'm going to have to watch it now yeah so uh just this is a really weird aside i just wanted to talk to you about it because it's i just find it weird um if anyone wonders why i don't get time to watch fucking movies stupid shit like this so uh, a couple of weeks ago i think i might have mentioned it on the previous on a previous show i don't know if i did uh i rewatched the phantom uh the 1996 uh billy zane uh phantom movie which i remember being pretty naff um however i rewatched it and i really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it in that kind of rocketeer kind of way. Um, Do you know, where... it's really weird because there was a, a period where they were trying to bring out, uh, sort of after Batman, after yeah. the Keaton Batman, where they were doing their best to bring out a lot of the uh, the pulp heroes. So Yeah, and Phantom's the original, Phantom, really. Phantom, um, The Shadow, yeah. you know, Rocketeer. I love Rocketeer. I love. The, I actually really love the Shadow. Me too. And the Phantom. I remember going to see and was like, "That was terrible." Yeah, it kind of is. I I think it's one of those like, I can appreciate it more now, even though it's really terrible. Like because I, I love the Phantom. So this is the point I was going to make, right? He was really good. I really liked him in um, Defenders of the Earth. Right. So this this is exactly this is exactly where I want to go with this. Okay. So I've been a I have loved Phantom as a character. I used to love Phantom as a kid. Yeah, I've I've got books. the comics that the first release they did of not the comic strip that that they did. They they published all of the comic strips into a set of comics. It's about four or six comics. Yeah. I've got all of those still. Because uh, I mean that is cool. He's kind of like a Tarzan character, isn't he? Yeah, so, and he's fighting pirates. He's he's yeah. fighting pirates. Uh, you know, and uh, that's kind of his his thing right um and the idea is that the 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 world or the the criminal world at least 
think of him he's called the ghost that walks and they think of him as this immortal uh being who 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 fights piracy and injustice everywhere and all the pirates are scared of him um in reality of course it's an inherited title and it's it's father to son right it's passed on through the generations but the uh, the idea is that they think the phantom is always around and will always reappear throughout time great setup this this kind of um uh, this 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 family tree of of phantoms and you're like i'm the 21st phantom or i'm the the, the, the yeah. 19th it's great right so anyway i love the phantom and i, I really watched the, the movie and i was like this is naff but i kind of enjoyed it in a, in a really naff way yeah. um and uh then i was like <laughs> oh i want to watch more phantom stuff because i've got really fond memories of defenders of the earth and let me tell yeah. you it still holds up. I love Defenders of the Earth. I was rewatching some the other day, and I was like, "I'm having a blast rewatching Defenders of the Earth." I mean, what's not to like? You got Mandrake, like? you got Flash Gordon. It's cracktastic. Lothar, and then all of their Lothar, shit yeah. kids. It was. I, I always love that. You, you, that, that. I always felt vaguely sorry for Lothar because you got Flash Gordon. Everybody knows Flash Gordon. You've got the Phantom. A lot of people know the Phantom. You got Mandrake. Quite a lot of people know Mandrake. Lothar. No, Lothar's cool though. Who the fuck's Lothar? But Lothar's awesome, right? The, yeah, the... I know. But whether in in the sort of the hierarchy of those characters, it's like, oh, poor I, Lothar. What I, what I love about it though is the song "Defenders of the Earth." Yeah, it, it's like you know the the uh the ghost that walks and 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 like you yes. know flash gordon the the you know the world's greatest pilot and and you know all of this stuff and then and then it gets and then like Lothar, the the world's strongest man, and then it's like and their shit kids yeah <laughs> right at the end of the song it's like oh yeah they're four become like, eight arbitrarily because they've got I, kids i completely remember the, the 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 mandrake one is is i remember the lines from his it's master of magic spells and illusion and it's like oh he's, he's got a really good swishy thing and then lothar <laughs> lothar yeah he's the world's strongest man right he's got super strength but he's he's kind of pointless lothar because in in defenders of the earth they give phantom this weird arbitrary power where he gets the strength of 10 tigers, tigers. and it's like does that not make lothar kind of redundant well, yeah i mean i guess yeah. you could always do with more strong people so i suppose not yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he, he he has a character and he he adds to you know he, he well, he's the dad, isn't he? He's, he's they're the, all dads. That's the point. They're all dads. They're all dads, but dads he's, yeah. the, he's the sort of the more he's the big dad character, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I still enjoy it. It's cracktastic, Defenders of the Earth, but I do love yeah. it. Uh, Ming and all of that stuff is a great idea for a cartoon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, I don't know why this makes me a hypocrite because I love Defenders of the Earth. However, I watched a few episodes on YouTube of of Phantom Twenty Forty which is oh, a cartoon okay. and it is the most fucking bizarre idea for a cartoon i don't know why they did this it's fucking weird i think it's because it was sometime in the late nine mid to late 90s and they were like we need to make the phantom cool what's cool cyberpunk yeah uh so they take phantom you know who should be fighting you know pirates in the 1800s oh my god i've seen that yeah oh, right i, I know yeah yeah, yeah. me too and i came across it on youtube and i was like oh my god i remember that i'm gonna watch it why the fuck did they were they like yeah you know phantom who's like arrived in the 1800s fighting pirates let's put him or the 1500s probably let's put him 
in the cyberpunk future and you know he's from the the the, the jungles of bangala well let's yeah. just make those jungles not exist anymore because this is cyberpunk future and now he's got like super techno invisibility suit and stuff i'm like this is not the phantom what a bizarre choice so oh, weird I completely forgot that existed yeah it's really bizarre um however uh, and i hated it i was like this is just <laughs> this is terrible uh however i, I still love defenders of the earth it's great yeah, I I've got real fun. I haven't seen it for oh, years. It's, it's I, fantastic. I I've got Defenders of the Earth on DVD, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that. The, it was one of those shows like, um, well, actually, it it's not as good as uh, Ulysses, which was like a tight story. Oh, Ulysses. Ulysses had a very tight story, but one one thing I did really like about Defenders of the Earth is it was much like uh, X Men the animated series and stuff. It had a story that kind of continued on. Um, yeah. so so things did carry over uh, yeah. and i always enjoyed that in my uh even as a kid i was like yeah continuity is cool ulysses 31 is one of my oh, favorite cartoons. one of the best cartoons ever made uh love that show. really good and one of those shows that was like no we've got a beginning a middle and an okay. end we're telling that story and that's yep. it Done. Ends. uh it's really good um anyway so, that was just an aside i was i was just baffled by the the decisions that went into making phantom 2040 Take, taking uh, honestly, taking a character who is I existed. taking a character who, who the entire core of the character is he's just well they, just they a did dude. that a lot I mean I mean even Marvel and DC have done that with with their heroes they they I mean that there was that we, we we discussed it when we were talking about the um, Spider Man thing Spider Man's different the, though because Spider Man's Spider-Man like tw- uh, twenty ninety nine I don't mind that twenty ninety nine I I think it's because like Spider Man's always in a city and he's super powered yeah, and it's like yeah, with the mean. phantom it's like he should be fighting pirates <laughs> in the 1500s yeah, like what's well, this i mean they you know. Know, it got into the you know they they brought him forward oh yeah i mean, I mean he's, he's like the defenders the, of the earth he's you know he's he's like the ten thousandth phantom or something yeah he's, he's in the modern age so it, yeah. it does work it does i think even the the defenders does it better because they do go to the jungles of bengala and he does yeah. have like you know uh, still a connection with with Africa and stuff. Um, I, I actually weirdly this is it's funny you should say this because I was mm. uh, talking about this because I was watching a video the other day about um, Shadow. Yeah, Shadow's great. And they there was a they were also they'd also done the Phantom as well the same people that have done this the Phantom thing as well. And I was thought oh, I, I, I I might give the Phantom a go at some point, but 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 the Shadow. I love the shadow. The, the the character. I mean, like, it's it, it's like shadow's like proto Batman. You know, it's it's he he's, he's this really cool sort of um, you know mystic character that that that, that, that you know. I really enjoyed, and I think the movie the movie got I, I mostly holds up. There's there's some dodgy effects in it, mm. and there's some weird characterization, but Alec Baldwin I think does a really good job. I that. think that movie was a little unfairly shit on. Yes. I think people don't understand the shadow. That's the problem. But one of the cool things I wish would have happened that, that didn't... Mandrake did you movie? Know that Sam Remy was going to do... Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was, doing the, he was doing... He wanted to do the shadow. And basically they said no. Mm. So he did Darkman. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Does it does make a like, lot of sense. Oh. Uh, I enjoy Darkman for Dark what it is. basically but... the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That makes a lot of sense. I love Darkman. Darkman's way better than Shadow. 
yeah. Oh yeah, movie wise, yeah, for sure. Yes, really, really good. But yeah, I I, I understand the, uh, the 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 nostalgia thing for Phantom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Defenders of the Earth is yeah, was, was, Defenders of the Earth is still great, but Phantom twenty forty is bizarre. Uh, <laughs> did, did, how how well did the movie stand stand up though? Not very, but it, it's yeah. it's funny now. I remember Billy Zane, who can be charming Billy Zane's- as fuck, being really charmless in that. He's, he has his moments. I would say rewatch it, because I don't think you'll hate it as much as you did in the 90s. Okay. Like, I... I it's it's obvious what they're ripping off, and yeah. it's... Oh, I don't know. I can't explain there's, it. There's it is trash. There's little I remember about that movie. I remember there's a thing with the plane. Yeah. And that's kind of it. That's all I really remember of that bloody movie. Oh, and other than Catherine Jones was, looked great in it. Yeah, well... Yeah. Isn't she a villain? Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of, and then she just suddenly becomes not a villain. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Just that just happens. Um, yeah. It is alright. I mean it is it is it's not a good movie, but no. I did enjoy rewatching it. Mainly I think mainly because I was like, Oh, I really want to watch the uh, something to do with the Phantom and you know, there yeah. it was. Um and it it's kind of over time it's it's kind of got that Rocketeer charm to it. Oh, dude, you can't compare that to the Rocketeer. No, no, I can't. I'm not comparing it to the Rocketeer. I'm I just mean, saying it's got that same kind yeah. of charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, you, you, I mean, you no, can. The Rocketeer is a million times better as a movie. Is, but the Rocketeer is a genuinely good movie. Fantastic movie. Which we should cover that one day. Have we covered oh, that? Oh, that's, don't worry. That's on the list. Okay. I, the Rocketeer we, is definitely I, on the list. I've now reached that age where I have to ask you if we have covered it before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, the last couple of weeks have not been kind to us. Uh, we we lost uh, David McCallum, yes, man from Uncle Fame, um, one uh, of um, Sapphire and Steel, one of my one and of my Sapphire favorite. and Steel. Yeah, I was going to say that was one of your favorite shows, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he was the oh, well, him and Abby were the only characters I liked in NCIS. My wife loves that show. I've never I watched it. it. I've never watched it. Oh, dude, it's terrible. Well, yeah. I, I mean, well, I hate it anyway. He is the only good thing in it. He plays. He's Ducky. Mm. He's a, a pathologist. Yeah. His character is fucking awesome. He's the best thing in it. And there's a character called Abby, who's this goth girl, which I, who I liked as well. But everybody else in that I hate. There's, there's one particular character. I can't remember what his fucking name is. He's like the cocky shithead character. He is so annoying. Every time he's on screen, I just want to punch him. Mm. But McCallum in that series was fucking amazing. So good. And apparently he was so somebody said that um when he learned things for parts he learned them so well that he could probably do them so apparently he could he could probably do an autopsy <laughs> right okay he was he was so good he had such a great voice mm. and he was in so many fucking amazing series i mean and what a great you know early start you know i mean he started earlier than that but that mantra of uncle made him huge and mantra of uncle yeah. is such a such great a great show, show. Yeah, Absolutely. real, real, real shame. Um, but I mean, he was not like ninety, so yeah, yeah. Um, he had a really good long life and, and a great career. And one person I I thought we might get a, a couple more movies out of was Michael Gambon, mm. um, who, I mean, God, that like that man could take any shite and yeah. make it good, you know? Oh yeah, like yeah. He talk about voices. Yeah, oh so. my God. 
He he for me and and I recently I said I, I recently watched all of the Harry Potter movies from yeah. start to finish. First time I've watched all of them together like that. Yeah. And uh his portrayal of Dumbledore was a bit weird though. I preferred so, it. So different from Harris's. I preferred it. I and and that's no slight Richard Harris played it perfectly well, right? Mm. There was some when Michael Gambon took over, it had added gravitas and and it felt like he was not only was he super caring and loving as i feel like dumbledore should be he yeah. also felt like he could probably just murder everyone at any moment <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know and i kind of liked that it kind of gave when him a more dangerous sinister edge being all mysterious and stuff he does that really well yeah yeah i think he did it better than than uh richard could have but i i don't know if that's unfair to say that's well, just my I opinion uh, I will always remember, you know, and we were saying earlier, uh, off air, I think, of one of our, our more listened to episodes. Uh, I think he is so good in open range. He's such yeah. a bastard in that film, and I love him. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he was, and I mean, he was a great in TV as well. Did you ever see The Singing Detective? Yes. Yeah. Because I think that was one of the things that brought him to a lot of people's attention was The Singing Detective. One of the weirdest TV shows I ever watched. The first time I watched that, I was like, I have no idea what's going on in this show. Yeah. This is the weirdest fucking show. <laughs> it's, it is incredible. I'd actually like to watch that again to see, see what, what it's like. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, great voice actor, great, you know, his, his, his minor performance in the Paddington movies. Is oh, I love, I mean, we, we've talked before about loving Paddington. Love those movies are fucking great. And he's, he's wonderful as Uncle Fastuzo. Yeah. And, I... and one of my favorite things, Michael Gambon, was, um, you know, the Top Gear thing? Uh, I don't. I've never really watched much Top Gear. Okay, so I've fucking when the main the three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most most say, people, the three yeah. lads in Top Gear. It was amazing. I assume I when them. people talk about Top Gear, that's the era they're probably referring to. Yeah, yeah. So they used to have this thing called uh, Star in a Reasonably Priced Car. Yes, I, I'm all, sorry. I should say my my dad used to watch it. So when I lived at home, I I, yes. I, ha, I okay. I've seen some of it. I I just never watched it properly, so I didn't see Michael Gambon on it but right. i'm aware so they, of i'm aware of the the tropes and the things they did yeah so they had this so basically they, they got a track and they've got a reasonably priced shitty car mm-hmm. and a star would drive it around and that you know they, they would try to beat each other's score now yeah gambon was one of the early people to do it mm-hmm. uh, and he, he came on twice and he was one of the person and he was brilliant he was so funny and he, again in the i watched again uh, yes, uh, today actually, I watched that. Yeah. He took the the I think it's the second to last corner so aggressively that the that two of the wheels left the left the ground. <laughs> Amazing. And that corner became Gambon's corner. Oh wow! So that corner okay. was forever known as Gambon, right? Because of how he took that corner. And when he did it the second time round, he he beat his time. He didn't quite take it quite as aggressively as that, but he was a he was a fucking maniac. He was it was it's such a good thing. I would I would recommend his his first one, and and even the little interview he does with with Clarkson mm. is brilliant. He it, you find out so much about him and his character. He was so funny, and he loved. There was there's this great thing he's talking about. Um, doing press junkets and, and interviews and he hates them he hates yeah he mm. well, i think uh, most actors do because uh, you know it's a long time you're doing the same you're just saying the same thing over and over again yeah. and he says he, he just used to make things up just lie 
tell them whatever because it just amused him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my was... god, he played. I forgot about that. What's that? He played Bugenhagen in the in the, the remake of The Omen. I completely forgot he did that. I oh. I've wiped that movie mostly from my memory. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it. It wasn't great. Um, I just yeah, just saw his name there. I was like, oh god, I forgot he played that. Don't really hold out much help, hope for the next no. two that's come that are coming out either. Mm. Anyway, uh, Blumhouse have done, have, have done. I'm not sure they they did a good thing there because Blumhouse is is known for good budgets, and, low, low budget, high profit. Yeah, yeah. they spent fucking millions on get, acquiring the license for Exorcist. Well, I like the trailer. Uh, I liked the first it's trailer right. way more than the second. Mm. But I still really want to see it. So, I don't know. I'm so, not convinced, but... Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know. As I but yeah, Michael Gammon, what a wonderful... wonderful oh, yeah. Superb. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to cover before we... No, disappear? I think that's it. Uh, what are we watching... So we are basically going to be in the in the Halloween season. Oh shit! Yeah, fucking so, hell. This year like, was just <laughs> yeah. Was oh my by god. Own, okay, so we're into <laughs> Halloween. We're into October now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my initial idea was yeah. so last year we covered the the what you would say the three horror greats. We we covered Dracula, Frankenstein, and a a werewolf. We covered a werewolf. Yeah. Say. So we did that, and I thought this year, I thought, oh, well, maybe we'll do the same, a similar sort of thing, but with different monsters. Oh. And then I thought, actually, no, I've got to... We'll just do the same monsters. Well, I again. think it's a better idea. Go on. Um, I would like to do uh, foreign horror movies. Okay. So I'd like to start with uh, Daywatch. I'm 100% on board. Um, I've got a few ideas, but yeah. Good. I'm my the second one. I think I'm gonna. I'm setting in stone the second one. Okay. Let's talk about that one. Third off one. Third one. We'll you know we'll we'll we'll, well see. Let's, but... let, let's end this episode and talk about it. I'm excited. Yeah. This is a great idea. So yeah, they, I think they watch is a, <laughs> day is a watch, good start. Solid, solid movie. Let's do that. We will be back next week with Daywatch, and uh, until then, stay safe, take care, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>